0: What
1: up, breadhead. <laughs> my brother in Christ, how are you doing? <laughs> my brother ingrained. Oh, yes. Ingrained in my heart, ingrained <sighs> in my skull. Ingrained in crack. my
0: stomach. I feel like I have a mm-hmm. permanent foot-long bulge where my belly button is. Some people call mm-hmm. it a beer gut. I think it's more of a bread gut. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I think bread gut's a good term for it um Mm -hmm. my you know belly button is the same circumference of a footlong uh, um because actually when I was uh in the womb that's how I was fed I was just fed sandwiches
0: wow that sounds like a wonderful wonderful childhood I I think that uh you you end up uh, in the womb probably taking on a lot of your mother's habits so your mother was like a cereal sandwich consumer (laughs) um
1: yes I mean you know Back in the homeland, we consumed a lot of sandwiches, um, mm. albeit open-faced. Uh, mm-hmm. That must be a that must have been a big shock to my body when I discovered you know two, uh, you know twelve-inch open-faced sandwiches basically pressed together, uh, <laughs> and that was like deemed normal. That's crazy, yeah, actually.
0: Yeah, not a lot of with that much. Uh bread entering your mother's system there's not much room in the old ovary for little little fetal eric he's getting Mm -hmm. squeezed against the ovarian walls because of a foot-long sandwich that explains Mm -hmm. your weird weird proportions actually
1: i know have you you've never seen somebody so tall and
0: muscular at the same time ty it Um... doesn't make sense you usually lank out (laughs) when you get that big but no not you you're uh, the ideal human specimen you, yeah, exactly, you know. Usually,
1: once you breach uh, six four, um, and you own AirPods, uh, there's a good chance that you know you you might as well also have uh, huge muscles and arms. You know, yeah, yeah, the, the perfect
0: hat tricks, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh... You know, I, on the other hand, just for that, so I'm going to post a yeah? screenshot of my savings account on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that, what a flex, dude. Just put your, <laughs> just put your like balance in your Instagram bio at this point. Is there, is there a plugin for that? Can you just like have a rolling ticker of your net worth in your bio?
1: Mm-hmm. There is a plugin for that and it's called uh, Coinbase. Oh yeah, that's right. You just make your, uh, your crypt- crypto punk, your avatar, your profile photo. <laughs> Exactly. I want everyone on Instagram to know that I order the signature signature sandwich and I get double meat and it's nothing to me.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, Eric, you you may be a sandwich man by uh nurture or nature, but I I'm, I'm <laughs> one by nature, you see. I am you worried mean nurture. Like, yes, by nurture. <laughs> uh, I'm worried that as someone who has eaten so many sandwiches post Post birth, I bounced from the <laughs> womb and uh, started eating sandwiches right away. Went through a big black forest phase as a child, obviously a tuna phase, and that now was I'm your all... goth phase. It's like just uh, of black <laughs> hair, it was black forest. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had like a click at school, you know. Um, but now, now I'm like, I think that my belly button. It doesn't naturally have, like, the circumference of a sandwich, but I'm worried that it's, tr- like, transitioning from an innie to an outie. Like, the sandwiches inside my body are shaping my body. <laughs> it's literally pushing out.
1: It's pushing feet yeah.
0: on your belly button from it's the inside, That's crazy. It is. Maybe that's all the tumor is, is, like, just, like, a little bit of a footlong poking through.
1: I think that's absolutely... Um, a solid take, if you ask me. It's quite um, solid. Yeah, Ty. You know, I'm sipping on a beer today because it is, in fact, Friday. You know. Oh, don't be like that. It's a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're recording this <laughs> on a Thursday, but you know, Ty, I was trying to be a professional here and you know, talk to our clients as if it was Friday because they will be hearing this on Friday. That's um, true. That's
0: true. So happy Friday to the breadheads hearing this, off rip. Mm, uh, I'm, off I'm a little jaded. I'm a little jaded, Eric, because I, I was in um, the office today and a coworker smugly said to me, "Happy Friday," although we both knew it was Thursday. What an ass hat. What an ass hat. Like this is the kind of shit that's like, this is why the Great Resignation is happening. Like we don't need that kind of bullshit around here. Mm. Like who
1: do you?
0: And then he, like, went in the shitter. <laughs>
1: Dude, if... Oh, man. That's two cardinal sins right there. One mm-hmm. is, you know, any form of water cooler talk. Um, and then also talking to somebody as you, like, close the stall. <laughs> like, like I'll never... Like, I have, uh, like, a lot of traumatizing memories of my previous uh, CEO, Ty. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is, you know, just a little bit of small talk before he you know, closed the um, the stall door. Like, he was, like, one foot at one foot in talking to me, and then, like, closed it like, barely, like, on his head. Like, he was still talking oh, as he was closing the door. Um, and then I got fired shortly after that. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: was for eating uh,
1: so you, at my desk, ironically.
0: Oh, really? I, I mean, like, fair enough. That in and of itself is a criminal sin. Mm-hmm. Um, this, the this, um, worst this
1: bad vegan of a boss okay he uh (laughs) i'm not i'm not done airing out my uh my trauma to you okay
0: yeah yeah sure that hey
1: by the before you get into that can you hear this dog yapping in my background dude it's losing shit i do and suddenly it all makes sense what, what they're doing over there in
0: korea no, no, no. I'm, I'm hanging out on a loading bay in beautiful downtown Vancouver right now <laughs> and there's this little tiny dog and it's losing its shit on this man wearing all denim. Like, he's got a Canadian tuxedo on and the dog just won't have it. We got, we got some Johns police on the streets here and they got four legs. Mm. Is, the, is the dog's name Lewis? Can you confirm or deny that? I don't have any evidence, but it looks like a thirsty little pup. <laughs> need some water okay don't ask me how i know that um okay but
1: anyways ty turns out if you eat a tuna sub at your desk not only is that a (laughs) hr (laughs) violation yeah hr is going to be banging your line immediately if you let that thing go hr is doing that thing where they like walk up behind you as you're working on at your computer and just like stand there until you notice them Mm -hmm. like that's what hr is doing if you're eating a tuna sub uh, and mm-hmm. wiping your mayo hands on the, on the keyboard. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but anyways, Ty, I am sipping a beer on this fine Friday-esque Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, I had it sitting like, you know, nice and pretty on my desk here and it does, I did notice that it says keep cold and drink
0: fresh. Mm. Now is this instructions? Cause it's pretty clear like is this are they required to say that is this like a legal obligation to say that this particular instruction is written
1: in cursive so i don't think so i think any like big gov like mandated you know direction like usage dosage you know, that kind of shit always has to be in helvetica <laughs> <laughs> oh excuse me jesus wow. dude where's the where's the professionalism from you today First, there's a dog. First, you're walking some dog.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, it's, it's Third Friday. I'm on island time now. Don't expect too much from me today. He's an island boy. I'm an island boy. I uh, <laughs> I don't... Dude, this is, the, this is the problem with graphic design in 2022 is that everyone <laughs> feels like they need to fill space with stuff. I, I knew, blame, so I like... I knew
1: we were going to get here at some point on this
0: podcast that we are going to talk about graphic design or... <laughs> <laughs> like graphic designers are the sinners of of the modern era they just they see a wall a canvas and they're like that needs vector art you know they like everywhere they look they just need to it, implant like <laughs> free free fonts from online like drink mm-hmm. dr- what is drink cold and fresh What Keep is this cold like? and drink fresh it sounds like a like a cheeky
1: little um like you know keep calm and and like yeah, yeah. me on twitter kind of like
0: vibe you know oh man it's just like what a waste of energy for them to write that and for you to read that like what are you gonna do like drink it warm and when it's old like yeah
1: i don't, I don't understand
0: who, first time beer drinkers like is this beer
1: exclusively for underage kids oh, that's a great question um, it does give me starter beer energy. It
0: is a sour, mm. after all. Um, okay, well, that is, <laughs> you should have said that at the beginning. Like, I just want to preface. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I'm drinking a sour, so we're going to have a little bit more, uh, like, playful it is, it is, yeah, 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 yeah. It's more if of a guided a grown, drinking experience. Yeah, absolutely. There's guided meditation,
1: and there's guided inebriation, and mm-hmm. um, I'm, on the, I'm on the ladder. But, mm-hmm. uh, Ty, if this was a grown man fat tug, you know there's no directions on that like we know we're getting down to business when we're drinking a fat tug and oh yeah i'm probably going to end up on the floor
0: dude yeah if if <laughs> if that was a fat tug then the brewmaster would have left a lot different tasty notes they would say if, if that was a fat tug it would say in a script font, drink one that's yeah. what it would say yeah if <laughs> you say like you'd be like thank you yeah that's some intermediate advice for me thank you Mm-hmm, absolutely, we need um the OGs to uh, tap in, Ty. We need Jay mm-hmm. Prince to
1: you know start a brewery and you know let us know exactly how us youngins should be drinking beer because you know what I've had it with these graphic designer based um, startup breweries here in Vancouver that I assume I don't know how to
0: uh, you know crack a cold one. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this isn't my first rodeo. Speaking of yeah. rodeo. I feel it. like celebrities should be entering the craft beer scene. They're only in the hard liquor scene right now, you know? You can get that uh, Cactus Jack seltzer or the 818 <laughs> that flow in, But, like, where? what about for the, the beer baddies, you know? For the men and ladies that want to crack a pint. Wow. That's more of, a, like, a Roxy type of energy. Like a, like
1: a beer baddie. Somebody who's gonna like ride the bull and then like beat me in an arm wrestle <laughs> after.
0: No oh, no. I'm thinking more like uh like like I feel like Jay Cole seems like the kind of guy that would just like have a logger named after him, you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> J. Cole. J. Cole is the logger of all rappers, so it totally makes sense. Like like
1: I want like the lightest possible beer so it tastes like I'm drinking water mm-hmm. and I'm just like sipping on it with like with like a Bryson Tiller like snapback on and I'm just mm-hmm. like standing in the corner, like not talking to anyone. I'm standing by the coat check.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. It's for guys that are they want to be a part of the vibe but they don't own, know anyone there. exactly. I'm, I'll just have a J. Cole logger, please. Yeah, I'll have the J I'll have the Jake J.
1: Cold one and <laughs> Jake <Cold> one. <laughs> and I'm okay with, you know, waiting four hours to get in, paying forty dollars and not talking to any girls.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, The J. Cole lager beverage drinker has money to spend and no one to spend it on. (laughs) Uh,
1: That's exactly it. Um, So what kind of brewski is um, Drake sipping on in the club? You know, like, you know, when Drizzy Drake pull up to the club and, you know, it's time to, uh, you know, holler on some baddies, Mm -hmm. what
0: what is Drizzy sipping on? Oh, don't say, and don't say white wine because we're talking no, about beer only. Beer only, dude. Drizzy, one thousand percent is a wit man. He goes <laughs> no, straight shit. He's like, I I'll, I just want something fresh on the palate, easy drinking, a little bit like like a wit beer is the rosé of beer. I think oh, shit. it's this combination that it's a little bit like hoppy, a little bit citrusy, fresh on the tongue. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I think that's a great guess, but.
1: You know, I thought Drizzy Drake would actually go for a little bit more of like a
0: Radsky's, like a little oh. half-juice, a little half-OJ, half-lager, yeah. you know? Yeah, Keep him on uh, his toes. the lower the alcohol content, the more life to you,
1: you know? Exactly. The more you're able to suss out baddies who are trying to, um, you know, wrap their legs around you and, uh, like, mm-hmm. make you leave it in kind of shit, you
0: know? Yeah, yeah. They want your baby and your Rattler.
1: Exactly. Wanna, He's already wanna... putting hot sauce in condoms, but you can't do that at the club. So
0: you gotta, you gotta keep your wits about you. And the best way to do that is with a wit, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Wit or Radler, either beverage I think would impress the bodies because they they're like kind of like an unconventional beverage, like so that you you offer you offer this like freaky girl at the club a rattler and there she's like what's this and drake says it's a rattler she's like ooh you never yeah. had one <laughs> you know yeah like it's I not could like down a with pale that. ale or uh, yeah or an ipa like the girl would be like Blah, ipa but a rattler mm. Mm. anyone mm-hmm. can get down with that everyone's excited to try yeah. new things with Drizzy drake yeah but
1: i could also see him going for like the honey brown lager from Sleeman. <laughs> but I, I can also see him going in oh, yeah. that direction, because that screams like, my father's no longer in my life.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's it's a smooth man beverage. It's a smooth beverage. <laughs> it's the Williamsburg Knights of big beer. <laughs> it's the Carby Musk of uh, all beverages. I think wow, so. so I think it's a really acute observation, Eric. I think we're into something, too. And it's an untapped market for this new kind of <laughs> we're entering a new era where all branding is people branding i kind of blame tiktok for this tiktok is it like it perpetuates like the individualism of a brand like a brand is just a human a business is just a ceo Mm -hmm. and minions at the end of the day like Mm -hmm. look at um elon Muskie. uh he's got he's a brand right more than he is a business
1: Mm -hmm. exactly it's the it's the billy eilish jordan effect
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you'll 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 take whatever Billy's pushing, right? And she's yeah. chilling. Who we, uh, uh What yeah. are we to blame for this tie? Are we gonna blame,
1: you know, big big Jacques, Travis Scott, um, you know, for signing a deal with McDonald's for starting this Malarkey? Um or uh-huh. or is it like just, you know, a thing of all sneaker brands like that? You know, eventually they'll have some kind of collab with a rapper.
0: Yeah, I think collaboration culture is kind of like definitely perpetuated this. Uh, Travis is like the king of the shills because he is the biggest name to ever sell out to capitalism.
1: Mm. Like,
0: you don't get that many high-profile sellouts, you know. Mm-hmm. So well,
1: didn't well, don't like all athletes? Aren't athletes like the epitome of this? Like, every athlete has like a Nike deal, a McDonald's deal, a Pepsi deal. It's like
0: the trifecta of like the S and P 500, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you want as many S SN- like fortune 500 logos on your Jersey as possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, the problem with athleticism is that not a problem. It's, it's more like that's always been the MO of major sports teams. It's like in order to have a ma- like major sport teams get eyeballs, eyeballs, attract brands brands put their logos on the jerseys so Mm -hmm. like you're not even like as an athlete it doesn't really matter who you are what matters is the like jerry seinfeld said this best you're cheering for laundry at the end of the day you're not cheering for people right you're cheering for like the colors that are on that person's back and it's Mm -hmm. the same thing with the brands like those athletes would be nothing if they weren't on the teams that they're on no one would care Mm -hmm. about them so, I mean, I don't know if I, I
1: agree, but I am cheering for the green and yellow.
0: Yeah, exactly. Dude, if like, think of your favorite players on the Lakers, and if they, which is, I guess, yellow and purple, but to some colorblind uh, listeners that might be perceived as a bit of green, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, if they weren't on, on that team, would you still be following them? Probably not. Would they have the brand sponsorships? Probably not. Mm,
1: that's
0: a good point um
1: i mean it just goes to show you ty that uh you know subway they don't even like they're they're so not for athletes like they're even less healthy than pepsi like pepsi will sponsor the athlete but Mm -hmm. subway is gonna like use the coach as a like ambassador like like (laughs) it's like fat but it's like fat overweight coach that like can't run 100 yards is gonna be like your mascot
0: Yeah, dude, that's the closest they can get to the court or the pitch. Isn't that crazy? They can't even get on, like, the bench warmers.
1: Yeah, he's literally sitting on a bench eating a sub, but it's not the, like, bench that the players sit on. It's like a park
0: bench that only homeless people use. Uh, Well, maybe (laughs) that is Subway's target market, though, Eric, because Subway isn't targeting the athletes themselves. They're targeting, like, the fatos that watch the athletes play and potentially yell at their TV, which is exactly Mm -hmm. what coaches do on the sidelines. Dude, yeah, yelling at your TV,
1: yelling at your sandwich artist, all go hand in hand.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Yelling at your partner, you know, it's all, you know, people who have this pent up aggression and can't, like, lay it out on the field. They have to uh, lay it out on the lettuce.
0: Yeah, if your strongest muscle is your throat from both consuming (laughs) footlongs and yelling at your television, then, like, you're the ideal subway client, you know, you're a throat goat.
1: Yeah, that's true. You sound like some yeet lyrics. Yeah. Um, my bitch got,
0: got a strong throat. Her strongest <laughs> muscles her throat. Yeah, what's what's the line? It's like um, something about the, uh, I put that pussy in a sarcophagus. Now she's claiming that I bruised her esophagus. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, that delivery, though. Yeah, um, he's really, he really holds the notes.
1: Mm-hmm. Ty, you must be cold outside, but um, I do want to, you know, deliver on my promise for the breadheads. uh and last you know episode we talked about how today we're going to talk about your trip to san francisco
0: mm, do you have so it let's... in
1: you to go in on that topic right now or are you <laughs> yeah. are you uh kind of shivering as you uh, stand outside next to this ambulance and dog
0: dude in the words of my macbook cursor click click we're, del- we're going in god damn it uh it's actually quite warm here it's helping keep my sunburn from peeling san francisco was a hot one this weekend i daddy got a little burnt oh no double toasted! yeah double toasted in in the san francisco sun but yeah uh it's good to get out of town you know see how other people eat sandwiches i didn't make it to the way didn't make it to the way but i did like do my best to gather a scene report of the bay area it hasn't uh-huh. changed very much since I got there, Eric. Uh, the crypto boys are still out on the street. Oh, no. Uh... How many
1: uh, Facebook hoodies are there in relation to, like, Coinbase hoodies? Like, when you go out at any given time, you see, like, three uh, people at least wearing, like, Facebook
0: merch. Has that number gone down
1: in favor, <laughs> in favor of, like, simple?
0: Yeah, I don't see, like the I, it's it's hard to gauge the transition from one group to another but you do experience breath like it's always the tech companies you're never thinking about that you'll have like a hoodie for it'll be like an oracle hoodie or like some mm. like bullshit startup that you like maybe used once as like it'll be like a like a google what a, like a chrome add-on they'll like that'll be like the, <laughs> the logo on the hoodie you know mm-hmm. someone some literally wearing an block hoodie yeah exactly wow exactly that so that's a little bit funny. Um, yeah, the texting scene there is, uh, it's starting to dilute, I feel like. I noticed in, um, proportion, like, proportionally to my previous time in the Bay Area, way more trucks, like just like pedestrian trucks, just truck guys everywhere. And like, it's a weird city to drive a truck in because it's really small, cramped, and hilly. And you don't normally like associate these nerdy-ass crypto boys with driving just regular run-of-the-mill like, F two fifties, you know? But mm-hmm. lo and behold exactly. it's happening. There's so exactly. many just like normal trucks there. That's a hard to
1: stomach for me, Ty, because um, you know, all the crypto guys over there, they got really soft hands, really so mm-hmm. delicate, thin fingers. Um, and I can't see them even like having the strength to lift up the um <coughs> the
0: door to the box of their truck. Yeah, dude, can you imagine trying to like, yeah, open like get like put something in the back put something in the bed of the truck or even like climb into the cabin or like even just putting your hand around that big gear shift like how do you get those Mm -hmm. little hands around that big gear shift those hands are designed (laughs) for typing
1: (laughs) that's a good question um (laughs) who knows who Who knows knows, Ty? i mean facebook employees have to do their own laundry now Mm as something i've heard so you know maybe they have to buy a truck to put their laundry in because they don't know uh how to do it themselves so they have to go to the dry cleaners
0: that's and it. you yeah dude that that would check out because you know what they that like they have a ton of like tech hoodies like bags and bags of tech hoodies in their apartment
1: mm-hmm. and they're the type to like not do laundry for two months like not not wash their bed sheets for two months because they doesn't see any action so like they probably only like go to the dry cleaners every every month or so so you know it has got to be like a hella close to bring
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like Facebook employees are the type of type of guys to be like, to like, have like the most ergonomic office tier in existence, but then also not have bed sheets. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like like the whole idea of the San Francisco tech scene is over indexing on a few like, really like, uh, uh, I guess like, nerdy, but also just like, progressive to society traits and then like under indexing on everything else like i don't got time to wash my hair because i'm too busy building artificial intelligence
1: yeah exactly it's like sitting is the new smoking um but little do they know that standing desk like don't get you any more pussy yeah it's true uh, um, the other thing I, I wanted to
0: yep no well, no you, well,
1: let's, you, you go first you go first
0: okay okay i only had one other like <laughs> e-scene report observation from the bay area i wanted to share with you and it's Related to this podcast is related to food and beverage. Uh, that's what I, want what to I Yeah, yeah. What I noticed, Eric, was uh, I, I went to many a cocktail bar. On the theme of, like, beers from earlier, mm-hmm. San Francisco has a really, like, underdeveloped beverage scene beyond cocktails. They definitely, like, that's their thing there is everyone drinks cocktails. I think it's because of the high cost of living. You need to drink an expensive beverage along with it. Cocktails are always at the, to- the top, of the uh, you have to price point on the menu, yeah, but they don't really have like much, like much of a cocktail culture happening. Like I, they're like questionably progressive cocktails. So like, you're getting <laughs> okay, so like, what, do you, what do you mean? So you get this cocktail, right? You go, you go to any any bar, and they're gonna have like a crazy cocktail menu, like a lot of weird names, and it's all kind of made up, um, and they all seem like drinks that are like, they're all like seventy bucks a pop, and. Uh, have, like, weird ingredients in it. But then you, like, get it, and it, like, shows up, and it, like, just looks like a gin and tonic, you know? And you're like, I thought mm. I ordered something crazy. So they're kind of, like, hoodwinking you a little bit with the cocktail scene there. This happened mm. numerous times. You're like, wait, this is just a, like, a twist on the Aperol spritz.
1: hmm And then, you know, the more drinks you have, like, the more of a diminishing return there is. Like, like after the fourth $80 dollars g G&T, you're not even going to tell the difference between that and, like, you know, some some uh, bomb-based sapphire, you know? Mm-hmm. Some diluted br-
0: bomb-based sapphire. Even the first one, I can't even tell the difference. So, I was a little bit confused about the scene. Granted, I did have a few uh, good little, what 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 do you call them, Wob- wobbly pops, little little cheeky hard beverages. I went through a few speakeasies, but I uh, definitely felt a little bit underwhelmed with their food, like, like, their beverage scene. The food scene is fine, but the beverage scene was a little bit weird. Hmm. So, okay, so in a nutshell, they're just hoodwinking
1: you on term, in terms of drinks. They're telling you, hey, get the premium Negroni, um, but, well like, you can't tell the difference, and no one can.
0: No one can, but everyone's sitting around pretending they can't. Well, that's, uh, that's like...
1: That's like wine, people. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I think like wine expertise is like a bullshit career. It's like, it's and and baristas too. It's like you're really gonna tell me there's like dark chocolate oats
0: in this? Like, there <laughs> isn't. Yeah, dude. Like, they might as well be sandwich podcasters. Like, <laughs> they know as much about wine as I know about the like the textural differences between the cucumber and the tomato. It's it's yeah. meaningless at the end of the day. It's mean, but you do
1: know the difference. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. It's more so what t- what tasting notes does the tuna fish have?
0: Mm-hmm. Something like that,
1: you know. Yeah, um, pretty, but Ty, what it's did you, uh, Ty? What kind of um, fried food did you scarf down your your throat? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Specifically, fried. Uh, or whatever. Is this a, what did you eat? Is This is a play off of. Uh your fried day comment earlier or are we just uh Come curious
1: on. um trying i don't to bring know what back? you're talking
0: about i'm halfway through my sour my tall boy sour and i don't even recall saying that
1: so why don't you go ahead <laughs> and uh just quite li- lay it on. quite here.
0: literally blacking out in the booth today Eric. i like that
1: dude i don't even know what's going on this sour is a strong sour um mm-hmm. and i am drinking fresh
0: <laughs> I hope it's cold as well. Oh, the buddy. The fried food scene in San Francisco was not bad. <laughs> I definitely dabbled. I had some, like, yucca fries at one point. <laughs> I don't even know what the yucca is. Is that, like, a plant native to California?
1: Have you ever I heard of a yucca? I've heard of a Yucatan, Yucatan Valley. That, that's ringing a bell yeah.
0: deep down in yeah. my
1: consciousness. Um, but... I don't know, it sounds Mexican. Are you having some yeah, Mexican does. food?
0: Yeah, something like that. I was at um El Teco in the mission district, but uh there you, go. you you can skip them. You can skip the yuca. They're they're just like sweet potato fries, but like less sweet, more potato-y. Hell, they're basically mm. fries.
1: Wow. You know
0: what, Ty, I went to uh,
1: Burger Heaven not long ago and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh one of the People I was dining with uh, ordered yam fries, and this was the most like non-GMO yam fry I've ever seen in my life. Because like you could oh. still like, if you like, were to put together all the fries on his plate, you would see that it would like turn into a yam. Like it was literally <laughs> like they just took a yam and like sh- <laughs> like sliced it up and like fry- like baked it. It was crazy, dude. It was like it was like disturbing. I was like, this is it's like like seeing like how the sausage is made, you know.
0: Yeah, dude, it's a natty yam. An uncut yam, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Uncut yams. Uncut yams. Uncut yams.
1: (laughs) Okay, Ty, did you uh, go to any of the hard-working, working-class Mexican establishments? Because I think
0: that was probably the best meal I had when I was in San Francisco. You know, I didn't really hit any of the more – like, any of the – I guess we'll call them traditional spots in gentrified neighborhoods. I was I stuck mostly to the gentrified spots in gentrified neighborhoods <laughs> this trip. That's, yeah, you, you make too much money for that shit, right? <laughs> yeah. you, I, rich. Don't, I don't got enough time to go find a hole in the wall. I'm going to, like, the, the, whatever business has five price tags on Yelp. Exactly. You're filtering, you're, you're sorting uh, by
1: price, like, yeah. descending. I had a little baby. And you're saying, yeah, you're saying, you know what, give me the fucking... Fairmont steak I don't I don't care about where I'm at I just want it to taste like the Fairmont steak I had back home
0: yeah dude, cauliflower steak li- that is the cauliflower steak that's literally what I was doing there and I love me some wine and dining with with big price tag mm-hmm. but the uh, yeah so I didn't make it any hole in the hole in the walls um, didn't really engage with too many frontline workers beyond uh, the masked man in the front seat of my uber <laughs> uh, I felt bad for those guys though cuz like a couple of them had like sleeping bags in their car like so and then you realize that like San Francisco is in a really rough place where there's definitely like a huge divide between the knowledge economy and then everybody else who services the knowledge economy. Right. I'm My thankfully on prices. like exactly. I'm on the uh the side of history which gets service, not services thankfully, but feel bad for like I wouldn't want to be a frontline worker in San Francisco in 2022 that sounds like it would be really really hard like it's hard enough making sandwiches for people on a regular in a regular destination but in one where the minimum wage doesn't even cover your cost of living that's that's terrifying
1: wow that's a certified hash brown moment right there Ty.
0: yeah dude uh fresh, fresh thinking <laughs> like think empathetically is what we always say at this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Think quickly and,
1: uh, you know, consider your fellow mates. Um, but Ty, you did allude to me a very special riff on an avocado toast that you told me about. <laughs> and uh, just just know that I did not forget about that. So do you want to just go ahead and, you know, double click into that? Because you only really gave me like a one-liner on this previously. Aww. And I think the breadheads would just love to know.
0: I'm salivating we have to at know. This. Yeah, dude, this is peak gentrification um I, it was one of the best brunches I've ever eaten I was in uh, like little Italy kind of area of San Francisco and I ordered this avocado toast for brunch and when it showed up it was neither it was barely avocado and not toast at all of course they're <laughs> like in a, like Silicon Valley is the hub of innovation right so surely you're mm-hmm. going to get some culinary exploration north of yeah. there that's
1: my favorite category barely avocado
0: barely avocado so what this toast there was no no grain here um so it was actually a sweet potato tempura that was like acting as the bread a few little chunks of avocado on there and then like a shaving of horseradish and fresh dill and it was it sounds yeah it sounds crazy but it was delicious i would eat it every uh... day for the rest of my life
1: I would take you know, Will Smith's Oscar away and give it to the bread there because it's acting as bread, and I think it's doing a fantastic job.
0: It met all the same criteria as bread, Eric. It was crunchy. It was warm. It, like, complemented the profile of the open-faced sandwich. And mm-hmm. it makes me think, like, there is a, such an opportunity to explore. If you are in the bread ma- baking industry, as our good friends at Subway are, listen I mean, We are too. We're in the we bread are business too. here. <laughs> we're in the business of bringing home the bread. Absolutely. They, there is a huge opportunity here to uh, get outside the bread box, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Yeah. We're thinking outside the box here. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I would, if like somebody put a uh, tempura sweet potato bread on the menu, I'd hit. Oh my God. God. I that would go imagine. crazy. Think about how that would make your salami pop.
1: <laughs> i would absolutely love to split a uh you know crusted sweetbread with you right now ty um mm-hmm. i just wish we were back at the old san
0: francisco <laughs> is that the end of that sentence that's cool <laughs> dude i think you're getting uh, a little tipsy off your sour Dude, just, maybe you should reread those instructions. Dude, I just soured my pants. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, I think you're starting to sour this episode up a little bit too. So maybe we should call it here. Well, this has been an awesome sour hour with you mm-hmm. Um
1: And next time we link and build an IRL in real life, I would love to split a football with you.
0: Always, Eric. Always. I think that's always <laughs> the one. Take always on the table. From this uh, (laughs) experience with you. It just makes me hungry. And it makes me feel like Sharon. (laughs) That is a recurring action item.
1: And I'm just like blessed to be able to
0: like assign you to that. Me too. Alrighty, King, you have a great long weekend. Happy Friday. And happy Friday to the Breadheads. Mm -hmm. And happy
1: Friday to Monday as well. Because I won't (laughs) be working on Monday either. Are you? Wow.
0: Uh, Yeah, I will be.
1: That sucks. You should take a time off. I'm
0: a I'm a businessman. I got business things to do.
1: Yeah, got deals to great. close. Um okay, great. So Tuesday, we're back on schedule, Ty, and um mm-hmm. you know, we'll just have to stay tuned to see what culinary adventures mean you get up to this long, long pausa.
0: Looking forward to it, Eric. All right, Breadheads, <laughs> think fresh. See you next week. Ciao. Ciao.